Hey guys, this week on From the Nosebleeds, we're going to talk some Sixers. Um, we're going to opt to not talk about the Phillies because we all know they suck. They stink. And some conspiracies. From the Nosebleeds, welcome in to another fantastic edition. I'm Seamus Doyle, alongside Vince and Pat. Alongside two broken men. Taylor's wearing <laughs> his Florida Marlins hat for some obscure reason. Some very nice He's reality. trying to distract from what the Taylor, what fact of the week is. Why do my hat choices bother you so much? <laughs> because the last two times I saw you, yeah. it was Yankees, which mm-hmm. is fine. Oh, it goes with my shirt. That's cool. But now, <laughs> But now that... Marlins hat doesn't go with anything that you're wearing. Uh, blue matches with blue. Do you know who Dontrell Willis is? No. Do you know who uh, Pudge Rodriguez is? Yes, I do know right. Pudge. There Pudge? you go. There's a legendary Florida Marlin. Are you, you like know? band ch- band shirt checking me? Like you know one of those girls that wear a Metallica yes. shirt? Do you know who Jeff Conine is? <laughs> yes, I do. All right, let's start the show then. I got band shirt checked in Wildwood wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt, and I was like, I don't fucking know. I really don't. But I yeah, I know. <laughs> can you name it's one not a surprise. Now, Vince, can you name one song by oh, Jimi Hendrix? Actually, it was even worse when I wore a Sublime shirt, and I was just like, Santeria. That's it? That's well, it. I mean, all right, so, so here's the thing with that. Most people affiliate Sublime with Santeria, so that's fine. Fair enough. However, Caress no, Me Down. what I got. No, Caress Me Down is their best song, followed by 40 Ounces to Freedom. That's just my opinion. What do you think sure. about that? Is anybody going to respond to me? Is this a one-man show? No, I mean, I, I genuinely you... don't really listen to Sublime that much. So the only you, you've song never I heard really the song is... Caress Me Down? No. You've never heard 40 Ounces to Freedom? No. Yeah, 40 Ounces for Freedom is probably my choice. To Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. It, I, I think Springsteen wrote it. That's how good it is. But anyway... Uh, I don't he's, think so. Or, he's delusional. That's what he's saying. Yeah. No, but seriously, getting back <laughs> to like your wardrobe and why I comment on it, I just think it's it's a funny thing to talk about because none of it ever makes sense. Or that I just don't care about baseball and I just like the hat. But like that's that hurts it's a good me. Color. It hurts you. <laughs> oh God, it, hurt, it hurts me. Bit. It's a nice hat. <clears throat> yeah. When's the last time you sat down, Taylor, and watched a full nine inning baseball? Oh, game? don't do this. A full game. Do this. A full nine inning baseball <laughs> oh. game, start to finish. Piss breaks are fine. You know, naps are okay if they're like under thirty minutes. What, whatever the last game of the twenty eleven Phillies run was. Really? Yeah. So you're I respect the, the hell. I can't blame you at yeah. all. But at least see Taylor, at least you admit you're a fraud like Oh fair, yeah, I don't care. All right. You're a fraud <laughs> yeah, fair fair weather fan. But like Eagles won a Super Bowl, I don't really care what happens. You don't care about their no. four foot eleven receiver that they have? I mean if he's I'd love Taylor to Rager? watch him be good, but you know, I'm not no, gonna not be Jaylen like Jaylen Rager. Oh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae Smith, who gets compared to Marvin Harrison before he even you know, plays a game. All right. Well, we need to. We we need to. I need you to get this off my ben chest so quickly. No, well, look, we've been uh, now, wait, stewing now, for a while. Now, now. I, set, we need I'm to just set, get to this. I'm the basketball guy. Let yes, me set yes, this. Yes, you up. are. Let me I'll throw the alley oop. I might throw I him out the window. The we should have played the song. You play that yeah, song, it, guys. Uh, play the Doc Rivers is a fraud song. How about that one? <laughs> play the Ben oh, wait, Simmons wait, wait, should wait, get wait. off of the we got out of the look, city song. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Since the last time we were here, it was just me and Pat. Oh no! Oh, we'll here we it. go. Give hey, me, turn it up, baby. You're giving me PTSD turn it up. right now. Taylor wants to get thrown out the window now, doesn't he? <laughs> Everyone's got to. <laughs> Can I just throw Seamus out? <laughs> ben Listen, Simmons. So, so the last time we were here, it was coming off of what game? What game were we going into? We were six. going into game six. Which. Which they game no. five had just happened. No, we last Tuesday. We we were we we recorded after the twenty six point blown lead. Yeah. 
I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> Vince has just been blacked Vince, out for the Vince, last we two came weeks. in, and the first thing we said was, yeah, oh, you know what? They're going to win game six, and they're right. going to lose at home for game seven. Eh, we were fucking <laughs> completely right. Well, I, I must have just been blacked out in anger. I don't even remember, but... And, and the beer. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you blow... <laughs> An 18-point lead and then a 25-point lead. Two reasons. Back Doc back Rivers games. is a fraud, and he's not a good coach. Uh, and number two is Ben Simmons well, sucks. We're going we're gonna to get go. into it. First of all... That's it. So, game one... And Tyrese Maxey is a king. Game one, we all chalked up to just like, Doc wasn't ready. Yeah. Team wasn't ready. They yeah, came back in the, the end. Whatever. Yeah, you know, the guy that's been coaching for 40 years wasn't ready. Game two, just a win. Yeah, I mean, that was a solid one. I mean... Sh- if Shake doesn't come alive at the end of that game, I mean, a good I, chance I we fully lose. attribute that to me. Let's be honest, because yeah. I was there. But <laughs> no, I, I, you I, also I, have like a weird relationship with Shake Milton. I feel like um, me. Yeah, yeah, you have a relationship with him. I do. Yeah, he doesn't know about it. You you can't talk. About I don't think I know about it either. You can't talk about it. <laughs> game three, just a just a good win. Then you got four and five, five. which are. Two of the seven. worst games I've ever seen. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this right now, Vince is shaking and he's <laughs> he's crying right now. Um, <laughs> Tears of sadness and morose are just falling upon. Game his six, we also face. don't win if fucking Tyrese Maxey doesn't play the way he did. Yeah. If, be- if Ben Simmons doesn't get in foul trouble, we lose probably. If he plays thirty five <laughs> yeah, minutes, we that's, lose. That's a sad reality. Yeah, that's Vince, a sad Vince, fucking reality. Can I amend my list? I said there's two reasons why the why the Sixers lost this series. I said Doc sure. Rivers, Ben Simmons. You know what? I've been reading the the Sixers Twitter, which is in like yeah, don't do that. Most of them, like most of the people on Sixers Twitter, don't make any sense and are not rational. Period. That's, that's just true. that's just my opinion. Like I don't understand. Like they're very like uh, bipolar and they go after the wrong people. And and I will get into more detail later after I like read Twitter again. But uh, something that a lot of people are bringing up is Tobias Harris, okay, and how he is sort of falls under that fraudulent category and he, just doesn't give a shit. He definitely missed a lot of layups in game so, 7. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. An embarrassing amount. But hey, so, you know what? At least Doc, he took the shots. Ben, yeah. Toby. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, dude, I've it's almost like I know this has been made a comparison on Twitter a lot since that game, but it's like Carson Wentz, like I defended the fuck out of Ben and I'm just turning that on its head you because I'm done. You guys turn like beat red defending Ben. Listen. No, I know. So, listen. I, like, dude, Ben was one of my favorite fucking players. Yeah, I know, players. but and now... I've, I've had a lot of... Ya. The worst I've, part... No, no, the worst part is he's still one of my favorite players. <laughs> I know, but both of you guys have since endorsed uh, the notion of him being exiled from the city of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. So but also, I watched Maury's <laughs> press conference this morning and... Oh, you watched it. Yeah. It was he's good. just full of insight, isn't <laughs> And he? honestly... Um, one shout out to Daryl Morey for just absolutely clowning Howard Eskin. That was that fucking was hilarious. Um, I'm a Howard Eskin uh, supporter. So was I growing and up and proponent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Howard Eskin and Ike Reese in the afternoons was the best radio. I did I've love ever that show when I was a kid. Ever, ever, I did ever. love that show when I was a kid. Besides Vince Quinn's shows. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> basically, um, with Daryl Morey, he's a genius of a GM. He's not going to sit there and tell you what, what you want to hear. He's going to sit there and tell you something that kind of sounds like what you want to hear, but isn't at all what you want to hear and might mean something completely different. So that's why he's so good at his job. <laughs> so he just mind fucks people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what, what was, yes. What was the Eskin exchange? So, <laughs> Eskin essentially, essentially comes in and is like, hey, like you're trading Ben, aren't you? Like hey, listen, essentially, that was, that was his question. It was more of a statement. A genius. <laughs> a, a genius. Hey, so yo, Daryl, yo, yo, genius. Daryl sits there and he just starts laughing. He goes, 
man, Howard, I love your questions. <laughs> and then just proceeded to destroy him. Off topic. <laughs> Do you remember like, when he, Howard Eskin tried to fight Charlie Manuel in a post-game press conference? He, that was like the greatest kept, moment in the history of the He kept trying to ask sports. the same question. And at one yeah. point he was like, so... Are you going to look at all the players and evaluate the talent on this team and like see what you need to do moving forward to put this team in a better position oh, to win? Take a guess what Daryl says. Just take a guess, Taylor. What do you think he says? I, I assume he just laughs and then gives a wave-off answer. He laughs and then he goes, you just described the job of a GM in the NBA. <laughs> so, yeah. so yes, I am going to act as the GM of the 76ers. That is like the most perfect response ever. That's One thing about Daryl Morey, I don't know if he'll, he'll bring a championship to the city. I really don't know that. He I could. think his best chance was uh, this year, honestly. But I mean, obviously he's going to be here for, for years to come, we think, right? But one thing about Daryl Morey, he knows how to handle the press mm-hmm. and he knows how to uh, engage with the fans. He's very good at that, and I think that's that's huge in a GM. He has an odd like attention on, you know, what the media in each city is like. Well, yeah. I mean, he was the same in. way in Houston. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, no, no, he's very, but he's very locked in, and I think that's more important in in Philadelphia than it was like in Houston, obviously, just because, you know, basically. People run their teams based on what they hear on on sports on sports radio in the city. I, I tend to believe that, and uh, for, for I, I, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. I, that's a very bad conspiracy. Yeah, that's dude, a, I, think, I, it's like a I strongly think, disagree with dude, that. Dude, I think Ruben Amaro Jr. used to listen to sports uh, Well, that radio. was Ruben Amaro Jr. He Seriously. wasn't a real GM. I think he used to listen <laughs> like, to sports radio in the city and make every roster move based on like Jim. He the was Northeast. also spineless. Jim, what does Jim <laughs> in the Northeast spineless. want? I'm going to do it. I'm going to trade Cliff Lee to Seattle because Jim in the Northeast wants that to happen. But anyway, but yes, all that being said, Daryl Morey is so, very but connected I mean, with uh, the Philadelphia fan base. Honestly, the main reason I'm not, like, obviously I'm very upset about what ha- what just happened. But the main reason I'm not as upset is because I think that Daryl, one, gets a full offseason to sit there and actually take a really hard look at this team and can see what's out there. As opposed to last offseason when he was hired, when he had like what two months to figure out like what the fuck was going to happen, and like they were starting the season in two months. Like, well, this that is going to be uh, I, I a sure, very hard offseason. I, I sure am Darryl happy Moore. that Pat's here because I, on the other hand, am extremely fucking upset and absolutely. Oh, I pissed. was, and I'm, I'm, I'm just. At a loss for words, honestly. Well, Pat was so upset. Wait, was this before? Did we go to uh, off the rails before or after uh, they lost? It was way before, right? Yeah. Never mind. We'll save that story for later. Listen, I just want to. We need to talk about some of like the talking points from this series, obviously. So, like, first on my list, obviously Ben. Like, let's let's read off some shit here. In seven games, wait, how many assists I have? (laughs) Like, in seven games, this motherfucker attempted three shots in the in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. in total. Yeah. The three shots in the fourth quarter came within the first three games, meaning mm-hmm. four games in a row, no shots in the fourth. Uh, obviously, um, Ben has a clear look under the net with Trey Young under him, who he's got to have a fucking foot on. And instead of dunking on him, possibly drawing an N1 foul, because there's no way he would have missed that dunk. I know he's like completely fucked in the head right now, but he would have made that dunk. I think Trey Young's beautiful hair fucked him in he the head. He instead. Passes the ball to Thibault, who, like, had to take a tough layup, missed it, gets fouled, hits one free throw. Like, you also got to think about doing, the fact that that would just completely swing the momentum. The crowd gets yeah, back yeah, if you if he throws down a huge dunk, like fucking like rips yes. on the rim real quick. Like, it also maybe gets him back in the swing of things. Yeah, it gets like his head straight a little bit. It's like, oh, I just threw down a huge you, dunk. Why don't I keep doing? At that? the very least, you tie the game. You probably dunk on Trey Young. 
the crowd goes wild. Maybe you feel team. a little better, and maybe it's an N one. And I mean, I'm not even going to say maybe he makes the free throw because he probably wouldn't. No, he certainly like, wouldn't. Um, and then you have Joel. Uh, the video of him reacting to that, looking uh, yeah. just fucking that was, like the, that was the reaction of the entire bar and, that I was at, just baffled. Yeah. And listen, what Joel said after the game, completely about, right. He was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't listen. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, these athletes, they're millionaires. They don't really care." And that is true for some of that's them. And I think that's sore and tired. Well, I think that's true for Ben, argument. and I think that's why him and Joel are day and night because you can tell Joel cares. I've never yeah. really gotten from. Ben that he cares so do you think there was any truth in that like whole conspiracy about uh, what in Sixers beat writer uh, world what about his family running everything no like about like Joel and Ben not necessarily no, seeing I don't think eye no, to no, eye no. I think no, they no, certainly no. don't I, I, I think don't Joel think just so. called him out for a clear mistake or yeah. he didn't even really I mean I guess he did but he didn't like name drop or anything but he but he's, he has, he's he not wrong yeah. if I'm on beat I'm and saying listen, dude don't ben, keep him here or I'm gone I and he he very well fucking might. Who knows? I doubt it. But like, I don't think you will. But like, I've had a lot of people in my friend groups that aren't necessarily Sixers fans, who are Ben fans, and people on Twitter that are like, "This is what we've been saying about Ben Simmons all along." That I won't accept because I didn't care when he wouldn't take three pointers or mid range jump shots. Mm-hmm. But going back even to last year or early, earlier this year, he wasn't as afraid to drive to the rim. Yeah. Now he is. He was now also he shooting sixty yes. percent from the line. And now he won't just take any shots. It's not even just jumpers and three-pointers. and He won't take any shot at all because he's so in his head about going to the line. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense. Look, go back to 2018, his first uh, post postseason. People said that he shrunk in that postseason, and that fucking version of Ben would shit on this version of Ben. He, I yeah. don't remember exactly what he averaged. I think it was upwards of 16 points, and he shot 71% from the fucking mm-hmm. free-throw line. Mm-hmm. What has happened in the year's since then, well, there's He's a lot of done things nothing but regress. There's a lot of things that have happened. I mean, in his personal life, that's a well, lot. Yeah. Re- that's a lot more recent. And to to say that that doesn't well, while affect yeah. him mentally on and off the court is just while absurd. we're back in 2018. Let's talk about that report from 2018, where the season ends. They give Ben his uh, report on what he should work on, and it's free throw shooting, driving to the rim, and jump shot in that order and he agrees to work with uh townsend the guy that Mm -hmm. worked for the sixers and whatever then they come back and brett brown's like oh well actually he wants to work with his brother who's a d2 college basketball coach yeah that was like (laughs) what can't the organization no now he's a d2 coach he was a d3 guard (laughs) for for fuck's sake vince can't the organization at that point step in and this is the problem with our organization this is what you're gonna do it's not hold on on. but you can't say just our organization because that's every organization if you have a big star they're not going to say no to the big star. Yeah. Like if Dame, even if that big star has yes significant, it doesn't flaws, matter. It doesn't matter which Ben does. It doesn't matter. It's no. Did, that, not, did the Houston all, Rockets say no to trading James Harden when he wanted the fuck out of there? No, no. They traded him. But, but like, I mean, you can't really compare Ben Simmons and James. No, Harden. but you can compare a superstar on one team to a superstar on another you, team. Yeah, yeah, you can. I Because they it, run what they want to do. One's a surefire Hall of Famer, and it doesn't matter. But no, that doesn't like, matter. But they're a star on their individual yeah. teams. Sure. Like if if Anthony Davis all of a sudden was like, but he isn't like, hey, the I don't want star on the, on the Sixers, second biggest. Yeah, yeah but, but he's, he's still one of the stars. Sure, it doesn't I just, matter. I don't know. He's I still here, a star. Here's Embiid, and here's let's, him. But let's not give I'm him obviously. an out here. Like, th- don't give him an excuse that the organization. He just should have worked yeah. with, proven he wanted to get better exactly. and worked with this guy. But that goes back to the argument that. It seems like this guy doesn't care. Well, yes, that's a what lot I'm saying. of people have that opinion. Well, then, hey, listen, Ben just doesn't give a shit. 2019 comes, and I know that 
uh, if you were listening to either last podcast or the podcast before, I ripped Jimmy Butler a new asshole. Mm-hmm. I did. But well, that's not Ben nice. Simmons fucking complained and bitched and moaned that he wasn't the primary ball handler anymore mm-hmm. when we got Jimmy, and that was the reason he left. And it's like, why does this dude need to constantly be coddled? Well, I mean, that goes back to him being just an immature, like, asshole so in well, some and ways. Then, like, Philadelphia has been perfect for him because guess what, dude? As long as, as much as we get our shit, we're like, we're horrible fans and we're unbearable. What other city could Markel Fultz, after all the shit that happened with him, step on the court and be fucking cheered on just for making a free throw? What other city watches Ben Simmons shoot 30% from the line in a series against the Washington Wizards and then the fucking place explodes like we just won the finals when he hits one in crunch time? Like, he gets... He doesn't know how lucky he, he has it. Like, that's what I mean. City. There's not many other cities that are gonna fucking Tolerate celebrate that. like you just won the finals when your second best player just hit a fucking free throw. That's true. Like... You're not going to get that many other places. So our reputation is a little bit unfair in that way because, like, if he goes somewhere else, everyone's like, oh, he just needs, like, a clean slate out of Philly. It's like, how much better can it get for him somewhere else where the the organization is giving him options to help improve his but game that's why and this, he's turning them down? That's why this whole Simmons situation is really – it really bothers me as a Philadelphia sports fan. Well, yeah. One, because I want him to succeed. Two, because I don't have anything against Ben Simmons. No, I don't right. think anybody in the city does. I'm sure he's a fun but, person. But we would love to see – see him improve and we're disappointed because we know that he could have turned that series around him and won the and won the series for yeah, us i'm disappointed but, because the potential is so high but this exactly that's when what you I was see him have a game where he has like a 42 point game on rudy and then you see him pull but that what shit frustrates me like, more about the simmons situation is the whole carson wentz thing just happened mm-hmm. and now yeah. we're going through a sim an eerily similar thing with ben simmons Two superstars. Well, I would call Wentz a superstar at one point. He was. Uh, I, and just to see him collapse, and it's just like, he was the savior. Ben could have been the savior in Philadelphia. Wentz could have been the savior in Philadelphia. And arguably, Wentz was, with the, with this leading us to a Super yeah. Bowl. But, I mean, what is it with these star athletes in our city? Because we have, we have not necessarily developed, developed in some cases, but we've had some superstar athletes come through this week and and a lot of it a lot of the times i feel like more times than not it has ended badly and i don't know what it is the sixers have had really some really bad luck like with shit like mm. this like, but i mean but joel was really the only good it bothers me yeah. that the no, Wentz thing just happened and now we're going through a similar that's why situation he's getting all the Simmons. comparisons it's really frustrating and the question like now is like how much do you even get back for ben simmons if you trade him like well that's the biggest issue like, it's like I, like we're all on twitter and in our group chats like Drawing up trades like Ben for like obviously more than just these pieces, but like Ben in a trade for Dame, it's like that's not even possible. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it's not. No, I know. P- Portland does not is not doing anything remotely no, close that. to that. And look around the league. I get that we've all year preached that there's two sides of the ball. Defense matters. So I'm not going to go back and be a hypocrite now and say fuck defense. But like, what team is in need of a point guard and is actively looking for a point guard that? That not only can he not shoot, refuses to shoot. Is afraid to shoot. Afraid. He's de- every time he touches the ball or touched the ball in this Atlanta series, he looked deathly afraid. And that's the issue. And his offense is the same. If he gets a board, if he isn't beating the defense back, which guess what? In the playoffs, you really don't. These games slow down. There's not as many crazy Ben coast to coast dunks. It just doesn't happen. So half the time he gets a board or someone else gets a board and gives it to him. He tries to run in the court. If he doesn't beat the defense back, he stops at the top of the paint and either he'll just fucking dribble handoff or he will just drive to the middle of the paint 
stop, kick out. It's like, what are you doing? Just go up. Well, I think one of the bigger issues too there is that <clears throat> like he he does realistically create a lot of our offense. We know that from assistant shit. But um, I think in the playoffs, you have more of an opportunity to figure out how he's doing that. And you figure out more of how to defend it, especially when you're playing a seven-game series. And I think that was his big kind of downfall yeah. was he didn't really – do anything different he didn't pull it tr another trick out of his bag like he didn't but have going, that yeah. extra, he didn't go that extra mile he didn't drive himself more he didn't there's a lot he could have done but he didn't uh i think a big issue too is if we do trade him i think we're going to see a big drop defensively and in our playmaking just i mean and i know i've harped on this quite a few times but you see the four games we had we didn't have him during this year yeah our three-point percentage dropped horribly. Our, like, our offense was completely stagnant, and I think that was also a big issue with the bench this this playoffs. Right. As soon as they took him off the floor, the offense was pretty much stagnant. Vince, One going the, back to your initial point, though, and I I, th I don't think we should just gloss over it, right. is that w what team finds, like you said, yeah. ben, ben Simmons desirable? You have to have a have a suitor for this guy, and you're not going to take nothing for him. Not many teams so, are going to be like, interested. But what possibility is there of him actually being traded for something of value. I mean, we're going to get picks for him, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. Now, there are, like, insiders in NBA saying, like, that whole narrative is being overblown right now and we'll get mm -hmm. pieces for him. But, like, I, I, I don't know. There's no way we get, but like, a superstar. But how, I think com how confident are you that he's going to get traded my, or, or not traded? I'm pretty confident right he's going to get traded. I don't even think he's going to get traded. But, like, my honestly. thing is, if he gets traded, like, like I said, I'm not confident we get a superstar or even a star. Like, what good does, like, a bunch of young guys and picks do for this team right now? Nothing. Nothing. Joel Embiid is 28 years old on bad knees, and he's in the prime of his career right now, and we don't know how long that that prime will be. Well, I was talking to my brother about this, and he said, listen, now, he was very emotional, obviously, because this is the day after the Game 7 debacle. He said, honestly, you have to blow the entire thing up. You have to go to Joel and be like, hey, listen. We're gonna suck for a couple more for a couple years. We have to blow it up. Listen, because my brothers and a lot of other Sixers fans saw it as the window closed after this series. Listen, it completely. I, closed. I cannot stress enough that this this was the year. This was the fucking year that the stars aligned. As far and obviously we don't wish injury on anyone. Because there was 2017 listen, Eagles vibes, dude. You could have played in the conference finals against the Bucks, probably. We all loved our odds against them. I can't mm -hmm. say we'd obviously beat them because, like, we didn't. By even the beat way, the fucking I think Hawks. I think the Bucks are going like, to sweep Atlanta. You you get the first seed. So we'll get to that series I, I in a minute. Think but like, that. you get the first seed, so you get to avoid the Heat, who people thought were peaking and they mm -hmm. weren't. But then you get to avoid the Bucks and the Nets, and you get the Wizards and the winner of Knicks Hawks. It was a cake. It should have been a cake. It should have been a cake. Yeah. There's that game. That that series shouldn't have even gone seven. Games. And then in the West, LeBron gets knocked off early because AD gets hurt. Steph Ka doesn't even make Steph it. Steph doesn't make it. Kawhi is now hurt. Who knows for how long? Chris Paul's out with COVID. Mm -hmm. Like so many things went in the favor of the Sixers, and they they couldn't even make it to the conference finals. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, and I guarantee you the finals ratings this year. I have a feeling well, they're they're not going to be the the playoff ratings are up thirty nine percent from last year according to if some the Phoenix Suns are in the finals, I mean like I don't know about that. I people keep shitting on the Suns, but like Pat, they don't have a national 
like attraction to. Yeah, they do. They really do. Have you dude. not seen nobody like cares. how many people have actually been hopping on the sun Nobody Sunstream? cares about the suns, dude. I mean, that's just false. I mean, oh, nobody we, cares about Chris the suns. Paul brought Chris Paul himself and Devin Booker, the two of them have been drawing a shitload of attention. I hate talking Chris Paul ever since they went undefeated in the bubble right last now. year. Ever since they went undefeated in the bubble last year, yeah, they people have been hopping on that bandwagon like fucking crazy. I also hate talking You're about You're delusional ratings. if you I don't think there's a national I hate talking about ratings because like Phoenix. You didn't even watch the Sixers games. Yes, I did. (laughs) Phoenix... Nobody cares about Phoenix. Though. I hate talking about ratings because obviously the NBA cares. But like, what the fuck do the three of us sitting here give a fuck about ratings for? Basketball yeah, no. fans are going to watch basketball. Yeah, I'm very Simple excited to watch the Suns on. Yeah, it's, I don't give a fuck if it's popular or not. This is going to yeah. be a great. It's a great conference finals. And listen, as much as I would like to be there, Bucks, Bucks, Suns, possibly that'll be a fine finals. If it ends up being the Hawks. If, if the Hawks make the a championship run, that would be incredible. Honestly, it would, it would just make me feel like the fucking Phillies. Would <laughs> you would feel, feel like better or worse if they, went on a t- if they won the finals? I would feel worse. I mean... It doesn't even matter, though. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It would make me feel a little better, but in the long run, no. Because, like, you can look at it and be like, we I mean, lost look to at, the best team. We gave them a championship. So, or you can look at it and be like, we so, lost to the best team. But, but what you're saying we is when we lost to the Reds, in 2011, right? Did you not feel better that they went on and won the world to win the world no, series? No, honestly, I that's didn't. bullshit. Because I've heard you say that before. Wait, you mean the Cardinals, dude? <laughs> or whatever, Cardinals. Reds were the year. No, before. absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. I, look, it's just an opinion. I mean, there's no wrong answer here. But I think the Sixers situation is different. I know, but it's still because like I would look every at every situation this. is we different. But the Hawks a championship. That that championship will be Listen, because of us. Also, like as much as I <laughs> even say, if they beat the shit out of Milwaukee, I, which isn't going to happen. No, I want to say this though. As much as we keep saying all that, like, and I agree, we uh, we gave the Hawks this series. I completely agree. Oh, yeah. We all need. We all close. do need to like respect the Hawks a little bit. They you got to be like look. For example, I will never respect. I know. Any zero respect. For example, for example, if the Sixers were ever down. Basically thirty in a playoff game. Do you, what do you think their odds are of coming back in that game? The Sixers are a team that have shown us before they don't overcome leads like that ever. They get mentally down and they they would have been throwing that but game we, in the fourth. They would have had the bench in they, the ten, first game of the series. The it first, was also our incompetence. I know they didn't win, but they were they lost yeah, by well, I mean, four we, in the end. <laughs> like, like I just they tied think, it up. Like I don't think that coming back, especially in the opponent's arena, th- almost a thirty point deficit away. Is a, is a game the Sixers is, don't win. Is Vince a Hawks fan? No, but not I, you, Vince Quinn. <laughs> uh, I'm not, just saying. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Quinn, Radio God, is not a Hawks fan. The We're talking to Vince Logan. Has left the I building. just think that and we should wait, respect Bart, the Hawks. Did Bart leave? Oh, never mind. I, I'm not saying like they're a great team or anything, and we didn't let them win these games, kind of. But like, I think they, Vince Lobiond is a Hawk fan. Listen, they scratched and clawed their way back into two games they should have lost. And we gave the, them. The, yes, I agree. We gave them every opportunity I, in the didn't, world. But we, uh, but we didn't put the ball in the basket for them. They Dude, had to score these points. St. Cecilia CYO could have beat the Hawks the, or the Sixers. The, 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 I think the they're severely reason. underplaying that they played a good series. They really. I don't I mean, think they, they did. Didn't, honestly, I'm, I'm not I saying just, they're some great team, and we did let them come back in these games by playing like I ass. But my, they still honestly, had to actually honestly, do it. I joke around about Trey Young and how much I love his hair and stuff, but dude, there is not one like professional athlete I don't besides that. like 
uh, so you, re- you respect the Hawks, but you don't respect There's Trey. Hold on. I love it. I don't Hold on. Yes. Let's get a but fucking I, conundrum. Yeah. What, what, I was, up here for Vince. what I meant was the way he plays. <laughs> Usually it's me making a fool out of myself. Yeah, on the show, you but just tonight. completely made a... Can, you, can we get a clown animation on Vince's face for the camera? Welcome to the clown show. <laughs> what I... What I... <laughs> I mean, what you do I, like being a clown. You you said do. That. I mean, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are changing uh, uh, our show to the clown show, <laughs> which means you have to give us back your shirts because new shirts. What I meant was I don't respect the way he plays. Like he's <laughs> he's still the leader of that team and he gets the. Would man. you spit on Trey Young? No, I wouldn't. Spit okay. on. Would you would you say that if we didn't just play a playoff series against them? I said that against the Knicks. I also didn't like the way he okay. played against. I was rooting for the Knicks given. God wanted to play them instead, but oh, the Knicks stink. Come by on. the way, fun fact about the Knicks: I have a special relationship with the Knicks. Um, Open I, relationship. I thought that the Knicks, uh, up until probably eighth or ninth grade, no, I think it was Roman freshman year. I thought they were. It was spelled N I C K S. Of course you did, and not connects. <laughs> and that's your relationship with them. It's special. <laughs> sure, it's very I, very I special. Well, that's what you called it. So. I <laughs> last night I had enough. I, I hadn't had my feelings hurt enough last night. So as Seamus saw on Twitter, I decided to watch some uh, Markel Fultz college yeah. highlights for a little bit, <laughs> just Toxic. to just to really like set in the emotional trauma. Like, I quoted it and I said, "Toxic." It is because that's a moment you can directly point, dude. If Fultz like I hate to do this. Don't. Why? Why <laughs> are you doing what this? If, what if Fultz would have just Vince, worked out? It doesn't Vince matter. Vince has skyrocketed. Vince, it does literally does not matter because Vince it's never going to happen. Sweating drops. Well, of it blood. doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. But like, it's such a what if, man. There's like, blood. He was the down final piece. <laughs> he would have been the final piece. Vince, no, you know what would have probably happened. Is there a defibrillator I'm be in this uh, with you. studio? Vince, <laughs> I love you. You sound like such a loser. <laughs> I feel like a loser. We are losers. Uh, if you're a Sixers fan, you are a loser. We're all losers today. I ain't no loser then. But we're anyway. all losers. You're a fucking Phillies fan. You want to talk about loser? <laughs> We've been doing nothing but being a loser for as long as I've been 12. As long as that's a weird way of putting it. You could have said since 2011. I was 12 in 2011. I mean, oh, the boy. Phillies are historically the worst baseball franchise. <laughs> no, says the guy wearing a Marlins hat. 100. I don't give a shit about the Marlins. 116 years Phillies. of existence and 14 playoff appearances. You, see, you gave the Marlins money and you give them recognition by wearing that hat. Well, this hat was a gift, Spare so I didn't me, give bitch. them money. So listen, you whatever. Recognition. I, I, I just, also, I'm kind of mad at you right now because you said, "Hey, Vince, I love you," and that just ruined my day. <laughs> All right. Run, run oh, the jealousy. tape back, Mr. Producer. R- rewind it. You said, Vince, I love no, you. No, because it just happened and I remembered it. I love oh. how we go from Markel Foltz to a domestic dispute <laughs> between Seamus and Taylor. He's lucky he's behind that glass. But realistically, Vince, I want to say something real quick. You know what would have happened if Markel stayed here? What? He would have drove Ben would have wanted Franklin him Bridge. gone because he would have been taking a lot of the point guard yeah, responsibility. Remember when Fultz was and like the same 19? exact shit probably would have happened where he still ends up in somewhere else. Maybe not Orlando because it doesn't happen that quick. But a year or two down the road, eventually Ben's going to start pitching. Oh, why don't I get all the point guard Re- Remember when Fultz like, was like 19 years old and he was hammered driving across the Ben Franklin Bridge at like a thousand miles per oh, hour? Oh, I do remember that. Wait, that was what? hilarious. This is true? Those yes. were different times. I thought you were slandering him. No, I mean, I don't think he cares. <laughs> or no, 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 no. I it think was, that was uh, Okafor. Yeah, it was Okafor. Yeah, oh, yeah it was not Fultz. Wait, wasn't that when he like knocked out a Celtics was, fan? No, wait, but Okafor was No, that was, was when he was up in Boston. Right? 
No, he tried yeah. to he tried to get into a club in Boston with a fake ID. No, but he and also they, drew. I remember I know, I know. specifically. But what Vince is talking about, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, he Vince. beat Vince up a like, Boston yeah, fan. Yeah, he beat up a Boston fan oh, after he didn't get into a club because he was trying to use a fake ID in Boston. They looked at him and said, "You're a fucking NBA player. Yeah, we know who you are and we know how old you are. You're not getting in here." Wow, those guys are kind of assholes for that. But I mean, whatever. it's Boston. Yeah, well, it's true. Like anyway, I'll just, I'll, every true. like every like six months, I like to remind myself of Markel Fultz, but I. Let's me just move on from that. <laughs> what the uh, fuck is wrong with you? I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. Do you, do you miss Dario Sarge too? I miss no, Dario. but I do like watching no. him. Win. But I just Jesus miss him because it was he was do you funny. Miss Marco <laughs> I don't like miss him as a player. I miss his personality. Yes, I miss his person- no. what he was, personality. personality. I miss Mark Zumoff. Well, you don't miss the homie. <laughs> I miss Mark Zumoff's calls for him. I miss him calling him the homie every game. That was awesome. This anyway, fan base is weird. He was never going to come over. <laughs> we just talked about Fultz. Let's talk about a little guy named Mikael Bridges. No, no I'm kidding. Let's not do that <laughs> Dude, again. Shut the fuck up. Let's uh, actually, let's talk about Doc Rivers instead. All right, cool. That's, we, That's we, right we, in my room. We did our, we shit on Ben. <laughs> let's shit on Doc Rivers. All right, here's what I have to say about Doc Rivers. Did, did you ever like read his like, because I saw ESPN posted it the other day. Well, the game sevens. The game sevens. Yeah. Dude, why would you even bring this guy in as a coach? I mean, it literally just happened last season. If your goal... If your goal is to win a championship and you have a choke artist in the playoffs yeah. as your head coach, I mean, that's not really some, a good recipe. Some stats I've been reading off the top of my head from the last week. Doc Rivers has the most Game 7 final game seven home losses He's ever. He's 6-9 now. So yeah. is it fair to say that Doc Rivers in the playoffs is oh, wait, a choke artist? Let me, let me Besides con- the one let me ring continue. that he got, luckily. Doc Rivers has, in the last three postseasons, what, th- three of the five biggest blown leads Okay, like I think so. Yeah, when he that happens the, on a consistent basis, he had the three one last been, year. There have been question there. there have been seven blown three one leads in NBA playoff history, and Doc Rivers has three or four of them. Not mm-hmm. good. The uh, the the Houston Rockets and uh, Clippers, like six years ago, Josh Smith and Corey Brewer somehow literally beat the Clippers by themselves and like like, like two how quarters. does that, how does that happen? And people are like, oh yeah, let's let's bring him onto a championship caliber team. That's a great question. I, I mean, I wasn't really on the doc train. Listen, we've been saying this like in both of these series, but in but game seven specifically, matters. seeing that all bench and Tobias lineup on the floor, I I almost got arrested. Oh, I was way, bad. It was salt. By the way, I do have that a was brutal. I do have a sports radio uh uh call that like really pissed me off, which every call pisses me off. So I don't even know why. I let, it's kind of like him watching uh Markel Fultz like highlights. I'm trying to hurt my own feelings. This guy literally calls in. Like to one of the stations and goes, yeah, Furcon, man, he's the reason why we lost that game. He was in the starting lineup. Would you like to like like resurrect Danny Green from the dead and like like who else are you going to start? How, like this guy was actually blaming Furcon. So the biggest for, for, for this loss. Yeah, no, I mean that's and he was passionate so about it. Fucking. How insane numbingly stupid. That is insanity. <laughs> Dude, it's Furcon's fault that Ben Simmons put up zero exactly. shots before. Dude, if you have if you have Furcon in there, it shouldn't even matter. Like like uh, if you have that, Simmons and Embiid, it shouldn't matter when you have Furcon is starting at all. When you have three no. guys making max contract money, the last on the court at the same time, yeah. the last thing you should be worried yeah, about don't worry is how about Furcon, Furcon is playing. But I swear to God this guy said it. And I was no, like it's just, baffled. That totally makes sense to me though, because some people just for some reason, some people just have this huge hate for Furkan. It's racism, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. People hate Turkish people. Also, this is off the top of my head. Mostly I don't even Greeks. want to get into a point about this, but Tobias Harris can't draw fouls. He yeah, I, I will know, because his biggest strength, honestly, is driving in, sagging off, and fall, and doing a fadeaway. And usually, I mean, let me be honest, during the regular season, and from 
a lot of the postseason, were, those were hitting. Yeah. To go back to your point you made earlier about those four games we lost without Ben and like our offense being stagnant, that's because we don't have, and even with him on the court, mm-hmm. we don't have a guy that can create his own shot. We don't. Yes. There's not a single player except for yeah. Embiid, I guess, on the Sixers that can create their own shot. You Seth Curry was of like it. Seth Curry became that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of had to. Let's show him love. If fucking he's an animal. He, I love him that. and him and Joel deserve all the praise because mm-hmm. they played great. And people like I heard someone calling today on whatever fucking stupid show. Saying like blaming Joel, they're all stupid. They, like blaming, oh my like God. blaming the people Joel. that are blaming Joel. Or can you just literally Listen, leave? Don't get me just wrong. Leave the he city was sloppy at the end of these games, but also remember he's playing on one leg and he's playing however many minutes a game, dropping thirty fucking points a game. Yeah. He's playing on one leg, and you wouldn't even you wouldn't, wouldn't even be know a it. relevent team with, without Joel Embiid. Yeah. yeah, and you also wouldn't know he's playing on one leg because he's playing so good. Meanwhile, like what that guy's gonna fucking give Ben Simmons the pass, who's playing completely healthy and won't even shoot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to Doc. Um, Oh, also, George Hill, I saw that 21 minutes Let's call and him three Glenn. points. Don't think we call didn't. Call him Glenn. Why we're the f- back to calling we're Doc to, Rivers Yeah, we're back Glenn. to Glenn. Fuck, Fuck it. There's only one Doc in Philly. Anyway, why well, the fuck was, two, jo- why was George Hill running out there for that many minutes? And then, like, the, why not Shake? We saw how bad George Hill was. Shake came in at the end of the game and played better than George Hill did. I know. But also, I kind of disagreed with putting Shake in there just because, like, he didn't play the whole game. Like... That was crazy. I, yeah, that, that was, was absolutely oh, crazy. absurd. At that point, yeah. At that point, yes. But yeah. Shake should have been playing over him. I agree. They should have mixed Shake in at some point if George isn't producing, um, which but he I hasn't think, in in months. Well, I mean, yeah. I I don't really put a ton of blame on him though because like he wasn't with the team that long. He was injured when he came here. He no, got, I'm sure like, he'll be better yeah, next like, year. I think. But like as a coach, you got to see that clearly yeah. this guy is struggling. I know, out. and that's I think is I think Doc just thought he brought more of a calming presence to the rest of the guys than Shake might because like Shake honestly is better off ball. Right, he's not as good as a primary ball handler. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, so yeah. like if you're putting him in George's spot where you want him to come in and take primary ball handling minutes, well, like the uh, thing with George is they were running him out there with Maxi and Maxi was ball handling. But also, Doc, I still think to this day, has some sort of inhibition against letting Maxi just ball letting out. Maxi cook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> obviously, he kind of had to eventually Wait, because Maxi was the only one producing from the Isn't bench. it crazy that a rookie who like didn't get very much time, like yeah. as much as he should have in the season, comes in when you're fucking great? Max contract point guard who refuses to shoot all game gets in foul trouble and he shows way more composure, yeah, and way more like hunger to win the game. Honestly, I it's I strongly believe that those couple games where everybody was out from COVID, I think that was like one of the best part of Maxi's year just because he got to just play those full games and he got that experience of kind of just running the starting five. And I know that was forever ago, but still like you got to see flashes of what he does and he kind of realized what he had to improve on. And then he came back later in the season and you see he did improve on yeah. those things. His three point shooting. He tremendously improved on that throughout the season. Like the first couple of games and the reason he fell in the draft was because of his three point shooting. When he comes back and he's actually hitting threes, like that's absurd. As a rookie too. And like the what he said after the game too, really I loved it because he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this offseason. I'm gonna get one percent better every day, and like, how's that mathematically possible? He's just gonna get five hundred percent better, dude. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> no, but um, like, I would have loved to hear that from Ben. I would have loved to hear, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I would have loved to hear, um, 
Well, no, I'm going to sit there and actually work and I'm going to put myself in that gym and I'm going to get better. Every no, he day. says like, I am who I am. That's, exactly. That's Ben's comment. No, I know. That's what God I was getting say to. That yeah. In the Old Testament. I am who I am. He said that to Moses in the burning bush. Are we quoting the Bible now? Is that where we've gotten to? <laughs> it's been a long day. Well, I, I'll quote the Bible. Like, why has God forsaken us as Sixers fans? <laughs> oh, like, like, hey now. It's, it's bad. <laughs> oh, man. Because like, God doesn't let exist. Ask, let me, he said let me the ask you a question. The goat. It's Joel. <laughs> Obviously, I think me and you agree. Neither of these guys is holding up a trade for like a superstar or anything. But who's yeah. more untouchable, Maxi or Matisse? Uh, Maxi. Who would you rather? No, like Matisse. Because ra- so you're saying you'd rather trade Matisse and you'd rather trade Maxi. Absolutely, Maxi. If you're is trading, Ben Simmons never will but be. But if you're trading Ben, do you like you kind of need Maxi for defense? That's what I mean. You need Maxi. No, no, sorry, Matisse. But I, you need Matisse for defense. I need to ask a yeah, question but how do you about know uh, Maxi can't improve on defense? He's not going to be Simmons because he doesn't have the size. I need to ask a question about that. Like we obviously love defense because our second best player is nothing but a defender. Vince loves but like, the D. What about these teams that really don't play great defense? <laughs> like if you can just get a team that can fucking score, your defense doesn't matter. Look Taylor, at the Brooklyn, would you like to like, I, I think know it still they, does. I know they lost the series, so like this is kind of a moot point. But like mm-hmm. Kyrie was hurt, Moots. the Brooklyn Nets would have easily won the NBA Finals healthy, and like they have not an ounce of defense. Taylor, yeah, they will just they will bomb on everyone. Both number one seeds are out of the playoffs. For the first time in a while, because right? their defensive player of the year candidates <laughs> were yeah, utterly it, useless. Fucking Rudy Gobert, bro. You know I, what? Defense I doesn't matter. I could uh, not wait, honestly, honestly, it's it's like a football move. Like punt defense, yeah. it's all offense. I yeah. think that's kind of what you have to do. It's now. getting there, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Terrence Mann calling for a switch on Terrence the, Mann onto Rudy Gobert. Terrence Mann and fucking Kevin Hurd. Terrence Mann was begging Are for one of this matchups with Rudy. That is horrible. <laughs> and then fucking the fact that we get sent home by Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Fucking put, what, red velvet. Who put who put Curry into foul trouble like immediately mm-hmm. and cooked him every single time he was on him and Doc and listen, didn't do a thing to change yeah, it. If it's, he doesn't make no, any adjustments. And listen, this is what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> Fire Doc. Uh, again, I don't respect the way Trey plays and I said that, but Fire like Glenn. a lot of people looked at the 6 for 24 thing and clown. I'm like, oh, in an elimination game, this is what mm-hmm. he does. He's their star player and if he was going to go down, he was going to go down fucking swinging and I respect that. Ben Simmons, again, a fucking coward who won't even attempt a shot. Meanwhile, Trey Young is shooting like at one point what like one for fucking twelve, and he's he was, still getting I think shots the highest up. He went was like one for. He's 15. still getting shots up, and his confidence like never took yeah, a hit. And seven, he hit. He had like he hit big shots down the stretch, and he never lost mm-hmm. confidence. I think he had six so down the stretch. He might have finished five for twenty three from the field or whatever it was, but like I completely respect that he never fucking faltered, never yeah. looked down on the court. He kept playing, and he kept taking shots, and it ended up working in his favor because he made big shots in the stretch. This is why I'm so mad at Ben Simmons because mm-hmm. you see that guy doing that, and people will be like, people will clown him, but it's like, bro, Ben didn't even shoot once in the fourth. All right. Mm-hmm. We got to wrap up the Sixers talk because this is taking the, the, the breath uh, out of yeah. me. Only, only because I'm not intelligent when it comes to basketball, and I'm a part of let's the end it on this. Let's end it on this question because this was asked to Doc. This is the last question. Glenn. You think that Glenn, sorry. This was asked to Glenn Rivers. Do you think this season was a success or a failure for the Sixers? Failure. Can I just say what he said? I know exactly what so he said. And he, he terrible. said, I'm not going to turn this year into a negative. Because last year, this team got swept. Update. It is a negative. <laughs> let's let's go around the table here. Seamus. Failure. Pat. I kind of agree with him. 
it, it's an for out- one pers- for, from no. one perspective. No, no, listen, because I'm delusional. Well, before, I know this. Well, like, I know like, I'm delusional. I am perfectly fine with being delusional. At least he admits it. Wait, hold on, wait. Before you even answer, I just want to get a Taylor failure or success for the Sixers this year. He doesn't give a shit. That that's true. <laughs> um, I'm only gonna say success because let's be real, the Embiid knee was, was not gonna hold up much longer. Like let's sure. be complete. You expect eight more wins? He can have with my that meniscus. knee. I'm on the big time failure train. So anyway, go ahead, Pat. So <clears throat> I think the end result, yes, failure. I think the entire yeah, season, yeah. success because you <laughs> saw how great Embiid can be. And I think you can build on that. This was the Sixers ceiling for this team. This there, season. Yeah. I think that was the ceiling. I go with failure because the stars aligned for this team and they couldn't even get to the conference finals. And like I know That's the injury it. the injury is like something that was looming on us for mm-hmm. Joel, but it didn't happen in this series. He mm-hmm. played amazing and we didn't make it to conference finals against a much inferior team. And I don't think there's any way to come away from that and be like, oh well, like it, we succeeded like no your 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 goal here was to win a championship that was only solidified even more when you became the one seed so like i get that that's a, an individual success of the regular season but you completely failed regular season doesn't mean no shit. i'm saying the end result was a failure yeah but there i i don't think that makes that means the whole entire season was a failure and also if we didn't have daryl Morey as our gm i would not that's have a lot of faith thing. going like, into next year at all i have so much faith in this guy and if he breaks like if he doesn't i mean also like i'm not looking for huge moves like i just want to see like i wouldn't i i fucking know for a fact that ben simmons is going to be on this team next year i know he's going to be here because he's not they're not going to be able to get anything good enough to trade him that's i know for a fact he's going to start the season with us maybe he gets traded mid-season maybe he get fucking figures out his yips who knows like i know for a fact he will be here next year and you can fucking stamp that. You can like walk, make a clip of it. I'll do everything. Is, is he if wearing, he gets traded in the offseason, fuck it. That's fine. But I'm saying right now, he will be here next year. So and Pat it sucks. says he's here. Is he here in April? That's what now? I don't know. Okay. That's what I don't know. How the hell we know that? All right, well. No, I'm just I'm going like, to refer to what my good friend Daryl Morey said and said, you know, like, I can't predict the future. I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, um, like, uh, like Kyle Shanahan said, I don't even know if I'll be alive on Sunday. <laughs> exactly. When asked about uh, <laughs> that, was Garoppolo. that was my favorite quote of all time. <laughs> that was awesome. Will Jimmy, will Jimmy Garoppolo be on? He said, I'm, Jimmy, he said, I'm 40. It's almost up so there So will Jimmy Garoppolo be on this roster this season? He said, <laughs> I, don't I don't even know if he'll Jimmy Garoppolo will be alive on Sunday. <laughs> It's almost, it's almost as good as Mike Rabel said he'd cut his penis off for a Super Bowl ring. Yes. What about I'm a man, I'm 40? <laughs> the, that That is like one of the all-time best press con- What the hell's his name? <laughs> I don't even know what you're the referring Mike to. Va- the Mike Vrabel dick one is way better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No. I'm a man. I'm yes. 40. Yeah, the Arizona coach. Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, he well, was anyway, we'll treat. just end the Sixers talk with like two words, pain, suffering, and uh, Seamus. Now, from one dog shit team to another. Well, no. Let's <laughs> talk about the Phillies. Well, actually, before we talk about that dog shit team, uh, well, no, we already talked about them. The Sixers, yeah, they're shit. But uh, I do want to talk, I want to introduce a new segment. Uh, it's called, and we don't have any sound effects because I didn't tell Taylor to yeah. <laughs> create them. But, I mean, we don't need sound effects. So we're going to do a new segment called uh, Jimmy's Conspiracies. Okay? <laughs> and he's got a new I'm one. In. And I'm confident enough in this segment that this will be a self-sustaining segment it will <laughs> it, it will not only sustain our lives be. it will make our mondays or tuesday nights better it'll make our weeks better because i'm confident 
that my dad will have a new conspiracy for us to um, grapple with um, each quick, and every week. I, I really hope your dad doesn't start listening to this. Uh, I don't care if he does <laughs> at this point. I'm, I'm going to the top. You're in too deep. And I'm trying to keep... So anyway, so Jimmy's conspiracies. This week... Drum roll, please. Somebody do a drum roll. Thank you, Vince. So... Anthony Fauci, we are all familiar with this guy, right? <laughs> He's been saying shit for thi- for years about the coronavirus. Yeah, get that conspiracy music up there. <laughs> I feel like we're on InfoWars and I'm Alex Jones and the aliens are talking to me through the microphone. Taylor's a lizard person. But anyway, so I'm working <laughs> out. Can you say my name again <laughs> in that voice? <laughs> No. Taylor's a lizard person. No, that's not how he said Taylor. No, you said Towler. <laughs> Bureau Tower. Anyway. Uh so I'm I, I got a bench for my house. It's like a there's like ten. Like a pounds. bench press? A bench yes, press. A there's bench. like there's like ten no <laughs> I got a park bench to sit on. But no. So I'm working out. My dad loves to talk to me when I'm lifting weights, okay? That's he loves gotta, to talk to that's, me. That sounds like a nightmare. So this morning I wake up about 6.30 and I start wait, wait, wait. to work out. James' dad waits till he's got like 100 pounds in the air, so he's trapped. That is absolutely <laughs> what he does. Literally, literally. It's fucking hilarious. First of all, I'm half asleep. I, I can't, I don't even know where I am. And I'm just lifting. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get ripped for you know who. And uh, that's what I tell myself. Taylor? Sure. <laughs> So my dad, uh, his new thing that I have the bench press in the, I have it in the dining room because my dining room is pretty, it's pretty big. So I was able to fit a bench press in there. So that's where I put it. So my dad's new thing, instead of staying in his bed, like a normal person at six 30 in the morning who doesn't have to go to work, uh, he goes outside to the dining room table when I'm bench pressing, which is literally parallel, uh, uh six feet away, uh, which six feet, you know, Fauci connection, six feet away from where I'm lifting and he's like I'll, I'll just say random shit like today he was like hey Shane I'm gonna give the cat milk today I'm like okay like alright cool give the cat milk and so he gives the cat milk and he okay. whatever <laughs> so then he's like hey Shane I read something pretty weird I was like well what the hell else is new everything you read is weird I love that it's always shame shame <laughs> like that's just like no I mean that's literally like I rarely hear him call him Seamus so listen he's never called me Seamus <laughs> Does he know your name is Seamus? <laughs> no. No, he just does it as I think my mom had an affair with some other fella, and <laughs> I came about. Rest in peace. I it's mean. All, it's all for the bit, Mom. But anyway, all right. Jimmy's Conspiracies. This week, you ready? Anthony Fauci is the son. Brace yourselves, motherfuckers. He is the actual son of... Mother Teresa. <laughs> mother Teresa is the mother of Anthony Fauci. They look alike, he says. Teresa Fauci. They talk alike. Apparently, Mother Teresa was well-versed in, you have to stay six feet away from each other during the COVID. So. Where did this come from? 
my dad's mouth. <laughs> no, I mean, like, where did he get this? I he don't just, know. He just, probably what, Facebook. Now I'm just imagining your dad, like, scrolling through I some website, no seeing an article about Fauci, scrolling by, and then seeing an article about Mother Teresa, and, like, looking at the two no, pictures. No, like, no, no, no. He is oh not that God. smart. He is not bright enough to make those two connections. <laughs> he read an article, and I got to find it. But I feel like if I find it, the FBI is going to be at uh, <laughs> my house tomorrow because it's two people that are fucking wacky. Just do it on your dad's phone. So he read an article that says, um, you know, Mother Teresa, the Indian lady that fed dying children, or whatever she was. She was from Calcutta. Where the hell is Calcutta? <laughs> she wasn't from Calcutta. She just worked there. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Just keep where it the moving. Fuck yeah, she was just from. keep it. It doesn't matter. Sorry, it's conspiracy <laughs> section of the Sorry, show. She the worked the Catholic in India. School education. She doesn't helped matter. <laughs> uh, children in India. Well. Apparently, she was getting fucked by some Italian dude. <laughs> and Anthony Fauci was born. Mother Teresa, who was up for sainthood, had sex while she was a nun, probably. And, you know, Anthony Fauci is the son. I, I never thought and that I'd is hear this week. Her referring to Mother Teresa as, well, she was getting fucked by an Italian. And listen, I, I'm not saying that she did. Uh, maybe she didn't. Maybe she. <laughs> now it's maybe she didn't. Maybe she. <laughs> You're buying in. No, maybe uh, Mother Teresa, <sighs> when she was uh, saving three-legged dogs in India, maybe she didn't have time to get fucked by some American Italian guy in India. I don't know, but this is what Jimmy thinks. We need to get Mori Povich on this. This is what Jimmy <laughs> thinks today: that Mother Teresa is the mother. <laughs> Of not only all of us and all of those Indian children that she so took care of so well and apparently stole money from, but that's a different story. <laughs> but she is the mother of uh, Anthony Fauci. And then, you know what? Uh, by the way, I'm midair with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the bench, right? And I'm like, okay. I, I don't care. Like, I don't give a shit. If Mother Teresa got fucked like, by some American dude, is there any like? Does that hold any no! bearings? That, that's that's what that I ended my workout because I said, Dad, okay, even if that's true, which it's not even possible with the age and nothing makes any sense. The more geography of Fauci, where is in New York City and she's in India, I, uh, none of it makes sense. What would it actually mean? And I, I said to him, I said, okay, say that's true. Who cares? <laughs> And he said, shame, it's, they're all connected. I was like, bro, what do you mean they're all connected? You're a Catholic. If Fauci was uh, uh, sired by Mother Teresa, wouldn't that make Fauci holy? Wait, wait. Well, no, because she got fucked. <laughs> and she was a nun. I, listen, you can't Wait, did he say that up. verbatim? No. No. No, no, Seamus he, definitely so didn't even question it. He's turning. No, I, on, he's tur I, I said, "What? What does it matter?" He goes, "Shame, they're all connected." That that was his genuine response. So is is he trying to invoke a reaction or is it just you know general he father says these son wisdom to annoy me? To annoy I, I am yes, yes, certainly convinced. I genuinely think he just thinks he's like telling you cold hard facts and he's trying to educate you. I, but I don't. <laughs> I genuinely is, is that think what's that's going what on? I'm, I'm, I'm. I think no. I think it is. Taylor, yeah. to understand the psychology I, of my father would be li literally. It would take millions of years of, of scientific data and evidence, and the Pythagorean theorem would be involved. <laughs> He's got to donate his brain to science. Is basically what's going to happen, and nobody's going to understand what the fuck's going on there. Nobody, because I came home from school or from school. 
I came home from work uh, the other day, and he he just goes, "Shame, it's happening." And I was like, "What?" I love I love a shame. It's happening. It it starts off on such a gray note. So these right ring right wingers uh, think that obviously you've heard that Trump's going to be reinstated in August. Yeah. That's like, of course. Why is yeah, they? Why do they just make a conspiracy? He's going to be reinstated like every couple months <laughs> because they have to keep moving the goalposts because it's yeah. all bullshit. Because it hasn't happened. They yet. need something to cling on to. And they for know sanity. So they think this whole thing is. Uh, there's like an uh, economic reset. There's a uh, there's a reset with it has to do with Tesla and Tesla is still alive. Nikola Tesla, not the company. And and there's <laughs> what Te- Nikola Tesla is still alive. That certainly took a turn. And discovered like the fountain of youth or some exist. shit. He, oh, that's, time machines no, that's what exist. Time machines. Time machines exist. He told me that randomly. I come home from work. I'm like, hey, what's up, Dad? What's going on? He goes, yeah, Phillies and like six. Like he's talking to me normal. Hey, to reel me in. He reels me in, and then he goes. Hey, did you know that like when all this like goes down, which is happening soon, we're gonna be able to go to like Italy if we want for dinner in like three seconds? <laughs> I was like, I'd rather just go to the Olive Garden. <laughs> like, I don't have to go to Italy. The Olive Garden. Keep saying when all this happens, what is all this? Everything. The, the everything. Just it would take an entire hour to flesh out so, what he's talking about. So, so say, time also, travel, Trump reinstated, <laughs> Tom Hanks is a no, pedophile lizard guy. Like, no, no, but can I explain? We, we, got, we got to hit everything Mother at once. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Let, let me explain to you how these people think, okay, which I don't even understand, but this is like based on like what I've noticed and observed. There's going to... Tr- Donald Trump, when he was in office, was working with the, the so-called white hats, the white, it's no racial undertones, believe me. Maybe there is. But Probably. he's working with the, the white hats, meaning the good guys, and um, like the people that are trying to drain the swamp. And are, you Trump, sure, are you sure it wasn't the white coneheads? Sure. And Trump <laughs> uncovers... Uh, Trump did not drain any swamp, the for government, God's sakes. All right, listen to where he's coming from, though. The <clears throat> government has been hiding all sorts of shit from us, technology, because they want our money. Like we don't, he said, quantum internet's going to come. That's all part of this whole thing. It's going to be free internet. Quantum core processing. It's going to be so fast. It's unbelievable. Then there's going to be med beds, med beds, M-E-D-B-E-D-S. Okay. You're going to be able to go into these uh, med beds. It's happening. According to my dad, it's happening, shame. You're going to be able to go in these med beds and any ailment you have, you're physically you're, you look like Trey Young you'll get in there <laughs> Trey Young will be handsome seriously uh, you have a heart problem get in the med bed your heart ailment's cured you're going to be able to live for hundreds of years the government was hiding this from us oh okay, okay. alright I was going to say that it seems possible at some point Michael Jackson <laughs> Michael Jackson used the med bed if the med beds He's can still like alive. if the med beds can like make you taller I might talk myself into this conspiracy <laughs> I'm just saying this Vince is about a, to go home and go back to conservative Vince and him and his parents are going to get along again and but it's it's comical to a point where my dad goes hey like uh, my stomach hurts uh, but I'm, I, I don't have to worry about it when the med beds come. I'm like, can you please <laughs> no, like go to the doctor yeah, if he, you're sick? He's like putting it into, you know, like, oh, in a couple months, you know, oh, I'll have God, that thing. Dude, it's yeah. bad. But anyway, Mother Teresa, we'll stick with that narrative uh, for the show today. Jimmy's Conspiracies. Let, let me know how you guys like it. Um, what, what's your best impression of him? Like, I need a little impression. To he's go got the same it. mannerisms as I do. It's Yeah, it's honestly like the same person. It's basically me. Raspier. But oh yeah, I mean yeah. yeah. Hey, shame. He smokes like a pack. Shame. It's happening, man. Today. You don't have to believe me, but it's happening. 
And then, like 10 minutes, I swear to God. Taylor gets this look of pure joy. 10 minutes later. Every time you say, hey, Shane. But 10 minutes later. so good. My dad will be like, hey, you know this whole, uh, everything I'm talking about, it could be bullshit. I don't know. And then I'm like, yeah, it could be. He goes, no, it's definitely not. I'm like, dad, you know that you're being fucking fooled. Oh god! So, it's like, like this is good for the show. It's like it's like Taylor's like ears perk up like when like a dog gets its name called like when fucking. <laughs> do I have to shame. record my hey, dad shame. saying hey, shame? Actually, you know what we could do next week if we can we can like figure out phones phone calls in here. Yes, I could call my dad and say, "Hey, dad, we're on the show. Like, we just want to talk to you uh, for a little bit. How's it going?" He'll be like, "Oh, hey, shame." And then we can just hang up on Dude. Him. No. And then I'll save that sound bite and just open with <laughs> or, 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 or we can never tell your dad how to like find this show, right? But we should call him and get him to think like we're a right wing conspiracy podcast. Dude, all I have to do is, Jimmy Doyle, you've been a patriot since day one. The lizard people know they're trying to take you down, Jimmy. You have to talk to me. General Flynn is here. Seamus Rudy Giuliani's here. Infowars.com. <laughs> All I could I could just imagine his dad looking through the peephole. He sees Seamus. He's like, cracks the door. He's like, Seamus, get the fuck in here. <laughs> They're after us, the lizard people. I finally got confirmation. Well, and also, like, for the past, like, six months, he's been saying, Shame, we got to stock up, man. <laughs> oh, my for God. what? Oh, my God. Can, <laughs> you've been saying we have to stock up for years. Can, can that be, it's happening. Can that Ten be a segment? Can we start prank calling your dad? <laughs> and leaving him like ominous oh messages God. about like and lizard I feel people, bad, like talking about him in this forum. But I, you guys are the only ones I talk to about this. We should do quick like ten second segments of prank calling your dad, where he picks up and we're just like, we're coming for you, and then hang up. How, how I feel much? Like that wouldn't be a good thing. I feel like he wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't care because then he'd be like, well, Trump's on my side. <laughs> The, if they assassinate me, it won't even matter when the med beds get it. <laughs> They'll just resurrect. Hey, shame! If I get assassinated, just save my body. Don't bury me. Save. Don't my, cremate fuck, me. Fuck that Catholic shit. Mary, Mother Teresa was a whore anyway. <laughs> Mother Teresa got she fucked. got fucked. She got fucked by a big Italian <laughs> dick. She got fucked by a big. Long Vince, Italian dick. This is down for the count, man. <laughs> you can't get over this. And a midget was sired. A midget doctor who was a basketball star somehow. <laughs> how, like, oh, by the way, nobody talks about that. I'm becoming like my dad. Yo, dad, how come Anthony Fauci's a midget and he's a basketball star? <laughs> so, so about this Wait, movies. why is, why is Mother Those Tur- look good. <laughs> Taylor, if you're at a desktop right now, Google Mother Teresa. I just did, and Mother Teresa first recommendation for search is Anthony Fauci. No, no. I swear to God, dude, they're listening. Oh, the God. lizard people are listening. We gotta get the lizard people out of here. He also thinks that uh, the the, the uh, Facebook uh, virgin geek. <laughs> Is like some evil guy. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, he thinks Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, he's the leader of the lizard people. No, but he also thinks White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is actually Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) What? Because she's fair skinned. You gotta gotta keep giving away all the theories. I know. Stop. (laughs) I know. So, this is a new segment Jimmy's Conspiracies every week. Now, it it got out of hand this week. It'll probably get out of hand next week and the following weeks to come. But I guarantee you, we will have a new conspiracy. And by the way, guys, I don't make this stuff up. This is absolute, genuine information that I'm getting from my father while I'm trying to work out, and I'm trying to get ripped for a certain somebody, Taylor. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's it'll be a fun little segment. And by the way, I'm not talking about the Phillies tonight, because I got to go home soon. And they suck. Because I'm tired. 
Hey, we got all our baseball talk out last week anyway. We don't. <laughs> true. Yeah, that show last week, real. I jerked off to it a couple times. <laughs> what no, part? I'm serious. What part? Your the, voice. The entire. Well, <laughs> I think it was. Really, at, no, it was at the end when you said you. I miss you, baby. Referring to him. Yeah. I oh, I forgot about that. I you didn't hear that, that part. No. Oh my oh. god! I should have never told him. How late was it? It was like the the signing off. Uh, You'll never yeah. know. I fell asleep a couple times because after I do that, I fall asleep. I get tired. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> wait. <laughs> that, 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 no, let's not even. Don't even. Don't, don't even ask him a follow up question to that. Thank you guys for listening. Anything you two want to say in closing? <laughs> uh, Mother Teresa may Why have did I give you an option? Fucked. <laughs> she may have. Trust Joel Embiid. Um, so, and Daryl Morey, that's all I have to say. She wouldn't have survived if she got fucked by Joel Embiid, that's for sure. Pain and suffering. That's that's all I got. That's Pain what she went suffering. through probably when she sired Anthony Fauci. Good. Pain and suffering. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Dr. Teresa.